0: Friends and enemies, refract yourself through suspended atmospheric particulate matter, provide a bridge for the old gods in Asgard, and place one foot in an Irishman's precious metal fantasy, because it's time to talk tall to me. <Trigger> Welcome back, everyone. I am Omen Sade, And I am Nick McGill. Together we form Feckless Modes, And this is Talk Tall to Me. An atmospheric promenade through this most excellent canopy, the air... In which Nick and I, rendered lighter than breath by our love for prog rock, traverse the sky from the wispy cirrus beginnings of this was through to the cumulus head clouds of heavy horses, all the way to the dark nimbostratus of steel monkey. Ooh, Nick, look, that cloud looks like Martin Barr's left hand. <laughs> Magical. Magical and lovely.
1: So. Welcome back. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello,
0: Nick. Let us let's let me bring ourselves back down to earth for a second. All right,
1: let's let's come on down. Let's let's rainbow sprinkle ourselves down back to earth.
0: (laughs) Indeed. May I ask you, Nick? What are you drinking this fine morning? Oh, just a little coffee.
1: Oh, just a little coffee. Just eh? a little coffee. Well, it's a big mug, but all that's left is a little coffee. Is it Arabica? It, or robusta? It's whatever the Wegmans special is. So they're generic, Tubo coffee.
0: Sounds sounds like a blend. <laughs> what are you drinking, Omen? Oh, what am I not drinking? I'm I'm actually mm. having a little peppermint tea this morning because my tum tum is a little ho hum
1: <laughs> because of because of what you were not drinking earlier.
0: No, I think it's because of all the corned beef hash I had for, rec- for breakfast.
1: That that'll do it. Your constitution isn't is not as strong as it used to be, Omen.
0: No, and also that that stuff is really not meant for human consumption, but it is delicious.
1: That that out it, straight out of the can, drop it into the frying pan.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Crack an egg into it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had scrambled eggs and pulled pork for breakfast. Huh. Yeah. Oh, very very protein rich. <laughs> I am protein. I'm I'm pro adolescent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I apologize.
0: So, Nick, do we have any business before we jump into today's song?
1: No, no, no new emails, no new reviews. That was meant to make all of you listening guilty because feel guilty because <laughs> I, I hope to always have a review or or an email to talk about. But it's fine. We talk to you regularly, anyway. I miss you, and your brother talks to me more. <laughs> Thank you, mother. <laughs> but uh, yeah, nothing, nothing this week. So we can we can glide peacefully into this song.
0: Well, let us step out into the candy-colored rain and have a listen to this week's song. And Nick, what is that song? That song is Rainbow Blues. Ooh, let us have a listen. <coughs> Nick, let's come back inside. Shake the rain off of us. I got sopping wet from that song. What what a what a funkastic wonderland that was. It's so much fun. I you may have heard me say this before, Nick, but this is one of my favorite songs on the album.
1: Absolutely. I was gonna say the same thing, and I'm gonna go so far as to say this may be my favorite chorus in all of Tall.
0: That's valid. Now, Nick, I know that you're not a psychiatrist, but well t- can't not, can't a, you not practicing me, anyway not not <laughs> I don't get paid for it not since they took your license away <laughs> not according what? to the medical board yeah <laughs> what why do you think that i feel guilty for liking the bonus tracks more than the album mm. songs on this
1: album mm. that's interesting because because presumably The actual album is the foundation and the bonus tracks are, are that, that extra bit. So you should, you should like what Tull has put more energy into and put more,
0: like, like the
1: art that they, they chose to create and perfect as opposed to like the bonus stuff that never got used. Right. Is that it? Yeah.
0: I think that's it, Nick. I think you hit the nail on the head. I will, you can send me your invoice. And I will send you a a wooden nickel. A wooden
1: nickel. Great. Great. I'll I'll put that in the gumball machine. <laughs> but but I, I I don't think we ought to feel that way. You know, the mm. the more maybe pre talk Tull to me, but yeah. but now having done so much extensive research and knowing more of the story of Tull and the different albums and things like that. I think it's I think it's safer, for lack of a better term. I think it's safer okay. to be able to look at the songs separated from the album. And yeah. whatever album we're talking about. I think it's safer to 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 separate them from that, but also to look at them in the overarching full catalog that is tull, not strictly this is a song from Songs from the Wood, or this is a song off of. This is a bonus track off of War Child. Although that b- that being said, this is with the caveat that it is the hardest to do that with these tracks because presumably they are a greater piece of something. You know,
0: you're you're talking about the film.
1: Yes, they they were all created to be consumed as as one entire piece
0: now nick it's it's at least in theory possible that some of the songs that we've been listening to over the past weeks were not actually for the film but were just other things that they were working on true
1: true yeah we don't we don't know for sure
0: and to me this one this one seems less geared toward a a cinematic experience and and more toward live performance that's just my instinct I, but who knows i agree I
1: agree. The only thing that that gives me cause to to second guess that is sound wise. Even though it's not as not as like grungy grungy funky as it, it feels like it could pair with Paradise Steakhouse a little bit.
0: That's true. Yeah, it is in the same. I guess the same world or the same yeah. kind of. It's got some similarities as as well as next tone-wise. next
1: weeks as well. I think Glory Row sounds very similar to this.
0: Yes, yes, those three for me really do exist mm-hmm. in, in they're holding hands as they skip down the road.
1: They they could exist independently from this, this, greater piece without needing needing further context. I think.
0: Oh, sure, they stand alone. Yeah, much like the the Tin Man or the Scarecrow or the Cowardly Lion does, or but the cheese together. Yes, which we all must remember definitely stands alone. Yep. yep. Hmm. So Nick, <laughs> let's talk should we go through musically? Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Let's jump into some specifics. Right out the gate we hear a sound which echoes in the deep caverns of my soul. And that is Martin Barr's guitar. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, this this song does a great job of of bookending with some really serious funk guitar and flute. Yes, that is that is adjacent to the 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 rest of the song musically, but is it is distinct enough that you get a nice beginning and end.
0: Yeah, it's not as harsh a shift musically as we have heard in Sea Lion Two. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make you question who you are and where you are. And what you've done with your life up until this point. Yes. But it does provide a shift. Mm-hmm. And it's a useful shift somehow. I'm, I'm not exactly sure why. But I just want to point out something about Martin's guitar playing on this song. It's a general note that I think we can say about a lot of his work. Mm-hmm. And that is that there's a lot of guitar and there's a lot of music that if you take it out of context by 40 years or 45 years, you'll think, oh, that's how they played the guitar in the early 70s. And yes, that's the guitar of the 1960s or 80s or what have you. Sure. This guitar riff, I think that if you went on stage and were like, I've formed a new rock band, it's the modern stuff, and you went on and you played this guitar opening, people would be like, that's so fresh and modern. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it, so timeless. It's I, that's that was exactly the the adjective I was going to use. It is there's something about it that transcends a a decades particular style here and maybe it's because because Martin himself is is a timeless being. <laughs> Hmm. Maybe he his foot his foot was in 2020 when we uh, when he recorded this. That's a good way to s-
0: <laughs> pull a hamstring. Mm.
1: Yeah, he was much more limber back then.
0: That's true. Yeah. Oh, I just had a great thought, Nick, and it's
1: gone. Fleeting. Goodbye. Fleeting. Goodbye. At the end of our first chorus is the strings, of course. Generally, yes. If if we if we if we plotted a diagram of of when the strings came in, this is pretty common at this point. G- generally, after the first verse or first chorus, D comes in with with her strings, knocking the hell out of it.
0: Yeah, she doesn't usually start with no. The songs don't usually start with her strings. It's either, as you pointed out, either the first verse or, in some cases, the. Second or third verse.
1: Yeah, sometimes it it is a little bit later, but but generally it's it's we get through that first simplified version of of the the verse and chorus, and then and then it 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 evolves, it grows.
0: Which makes sense. You don't want to start building your widow's walk until you have established your basement first, and
1: (laughs) until you are a widow.
0: Until. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> do you know what a widow's walk is? I, have I you do. Ever yeah, seen one? I do. Okay. <laughs> okay. And never mind.
1: You you wanted to learn me something there.
0: Oh, I I always do, Nick. But you're just too learned too, this morning for me. Too learned. That's right. Now, when we have the f- when we in the verse mm-hmm. now in the first verse, when we have the flute and organ come in, I think just before the strings or. Perhaps in between the strings, there is a sound which I very much associate with some of the the songs from Heavy Horses. I'm thinking, sort of specifically of One Brown Mouse. Hmm. It's do you know what I mean? It's a very hard to describe sound, but it's 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 a quality of the organ that really kind of viscerally brings me into that couple of albums later.
1: Interesting. Okay, I'll look for it. I'll I'll try to find both to compare.
0: It's somewhere in that first verse. Yeah. yeah. Okay and then we have the rest of the music is pretty straightforward
1: it is it is not to say it's simple but it's it there's not there's not so much variation and variety to make it worth like another 20 minutes of conversation it's just a good rocking song
0: it rocks, it socks, it pops. It's it's in 4/4.
1: Is the the term blues here, rainbow blues. It is not a blues song, right? It is not in in in, in your so. traditional blues style.
0: No. Except of course in the sense that all rock and roll is evolved from the blues. Sure. Sure, it's it, And this it, is definitely more to sort of straightforward rock and roll, which is more closely related to blues than than a lot of the some of the tall stuff, which is kind of more influenced by jazz. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, perhaps
1: it has it has a similar genetic makeup. That's right. But beyond that, it's it's not like we're listening to this was. It's not like we're listening mm-hmm. to stand up. No. All right, that solved that. Yes.
0: <laughs> so
1: yeah, that's it. That's it musically for me.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's anything else we need to say. I mean, everyone plays awesomely. Yeah. It, oh, there is one little thing I want to point out. Yes. And I don't know if maybe I'm crazy, could but be. But I feel, <laughs> but I feel like the strings, especially in the early section in that first verse, are a little ahead of tempo. Oh, interesting.
2: Pack my head. Shouting on core, I had most funny feeling. It wasn't me they were shouting hard, so when they called lady...
0: which I have so many thoughts and feelings about uh, one is that there is a a tradition in rock and roll of having one instrument or one section kind of rush the beat hmm. that's what helps to give rock and roll its. It's spontaneous, rollicking, uncontrolled feel, mm-hmm. but it's not something that I often associate with Jethro Tull.
1: so are are you are you positing that it is
0: a mixing error? I don't know. I don't know if it's it, that thought occurred to me, certainly. Mm-hmm. it could be that the strings were recorded. After someone had one too many espressi. Uh
1: Uh-huh, possible.
0: And the rest of the band was playing at a slightly different tempo. It could be that there was a surge in electricity when they were rolling the tape, (laughs) combining the two. Also possible. Or it could could be intentional.
1: It's certainly not outside the realm of possibility. We have heard several instances at this point where we've seen a technique... That has been tried once that we never see again.
0: Right, exactly. So, So that totally, I would totally buy it if it was intentional.
1: Yeah, so we we could lean on to that. We could be like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, that's that at this point in in 2020, after this was, was made. 46 years ago uh, (laughs) that that could be the established if anyone were to call him on it if it's even noticed if anyone were to call him on it they could be like oh yeah yeah we did it it's a people did it all the time you know
0: and regardless of whether or not it is an error or intentional i think that it fits into the theme of the song there's a theme early on in the song when you're hearing this glitch if we can call it that of being late or Mm. you know rushing to get somewhere Mm. and so it does totally fit into that right regardless again
1: it 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 gives a semblance of of rushing and not 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 waiting you know like not not having complete control because you need to get somewhere quickly
0: exactly the
1: the the more we talk about it the more the more i'm happy to think that it, it it fits intentionally
0: Yeah. Well, with those strings being tied neatly into place, Nick, shall we dive into the lyrics of this song? Yeah,
1: definitely. Yes.
0: Rainbow blues. Now, Nick, what is a rainbow? Rainbow
1: is I just explained this to to Rook the other day. A rainbow. Did you really? Yeah.
0: How how did that come about?
1: Did you see one? Because we did you see my
0: insta, Did you see my pride insta post? I is
1: that what it was? that's I saw I saw your pride all the way from New York City up here actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because we were oh we
1: I was filling something up with the hose, and sprayed ah. and we saw we saw the 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 slight little rainbow. So a rainbow is when sunlight ref- refracts through water droplets and basically splits the the beam of light so that you can see each each individual color. Exactly. It's yeah. uh it's 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 the same thing a prism does. It's a, the, a light light beam is made up of your your standard six colors. It was only made seven because Newton thought that seven was a one of those wacky magic scientifically significant numbers. Indigo is is a lie, folks. You heard it here first. Red, orange, yellow, <laughs> blue, green, Violet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So breaking news, first of all. Second of all, yeah, it just it, it splits it up. It's the way that it, it reflects in, in the water.
0: Amazing. And if it's if it's the light which is being reflected first by the moon and then refracted, it's called a moon bulb. Oh. Yeah. It, Have you ever seen one of them? I
1: maybe. I don't know. Does it happens must be at sunset or sunrise, to be able to have no, that no, no. degree of light.
0: No, at the middle, at the, in the middle of the night, if the moon is full, you can. If it's a a, a moist evening, you can sometimes see a corona around the moon. If, oh, sometimes if, you, if you're lucky, you get a little bit of color variation in there, and that's a moonbow. I've
1: I've seen the the ring around the moon. I've never seen it it manifest as a moonbow. That's
0: cool. It's because you don't go out on moist nights. And I don't believe in magic, so. Uh, <laughs> so that's what a rainbow is. And we, we've established what the blues are. Yep. Or, you know, we've done our best to. Go, to, go
1: back a year and a half and, and listen to that first album. Exactly. Where we, we so, struggle mightily.
0: So let's talk about this first verse. Okay. Okay. Through northern lights on back streets I told the coachman just drive me on it's the same old destination but a different world to sing upon
2: Through northern lights on back streets I told the coachman just drive me on it's the same old destination
0: but a different world the same Setting the scene, and this is such good storytelling. We have, we have the place, we have the action, the we have s- the characters, the subject and object. We have the subject and object, and we have perspective. All in those four short lines. Yep. Northern lights, also another fun atmospheric phenomenon. That's true. That's true. And that one truly is caused by magic that we don't understand. No one has ever been able to explain the north. Not
1: a one. Nope. Nope. They're too afraid to. That's the thing is people people <laughs> won't approach it.
0: <laughs> so, so Nick, already already we have this sense of of movement mm-hmm. and and place.
1: M- movement speeding toward one's destination. The, the same yes. old destination, but a different world but, to sing but upon. But a different one, This yeah. this, is, this is a rock and rollers lifestyle song, basically.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So he threw back his head and he counted. I jumped out about five to nine. So he
2: threw back his head and he counted. I jumped out about five to nine.
0: Now there's a little fun mystery double entendre. There could be there are two possible ways of reading that. The coachman started counting, as in, we're gonna be there in nine seconds. One, two, three. Oh, okay. And Ian throws himself out of the speeding car before they actually have fully stopped. Yep. Uh huh. Or it's five to nine. It's it's eight fifty five in the evening, and probably the show starts at nine.
1: Yeah. And also, could that be a, like, a musical time signature kind of reference there? Only for Jethro Tull. Only for (laughs) five, five, nine. This is played in five, nine. (laughs) I, I don't,
0: I don't think that is a real time signature, but maybe in the 70s it was.
1: How, how would you count five, five, nine?
0: I, well, the, the difficulty is that there's no such thing as a ninth note. Oh, okay. The bottom has to be in even numbers.
1: Oh, um, yeah it's an it has to be an even bottom
0: that's what we like mm-hmm. <laughs> So I don't think that it's that but but it certainly it certainly gives the sense of of just barely making it
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I waved at the stage doorkeeper said "Mr get me to the stage on time"
2: And I waved at the stage
0: doorkeeper
2: said Mr., get me to the stage"
0: So there we have the first verse before the chorus and pretty clear, pretty, pretty, pretty transparent.
1: Yeah. He's, he's running late for a show. He, he jumps in a, in a coach, which is just a taxi, I assume, right? A coach. Yeah. Yep. Any,
0: any kind of a cab.
1: A guy who will drive you. Sure. And gets to the stage door and, and he's basically running on stage from there. It seems like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of that old Alec Guinness and oh, who was it? Was it was it Guinness and Olivier, who were both performing in a Shakespeare show in London on the West End? But both of them had a big break before their first scene and Act Two when they came back on. So of course, being English Shakespearean actors, they went across the street for a pub to the <laughs> pub. to have a few pints and one they got two like
1: absolutely amazing actors by the way
0: oh top the top and they they got a bit too carried away one night and they were sitting there in their unknown you know whichever pint it was and the stage manager burst through the doors of the pub and said gentlemen you are on in ten seconds (laughs) and they both flew you know tossed money at the barman ran out the door Alec Guinness made it through the They didn't have time to go through the stage, though. They burst through the main doors of the theater, ran down the aisle in between all the audience. Alec Guinness or McGuinness threw himself at the stage, didn't quite make it all the way on, (laughs) got his knees clipped out from underneath him, landed in front of the audience, and in the profound silence that followed, an old woman from the front of the audience said, Mr. McGuinness, you are drunk. And without missing a beat, he lifted up his head and he said, If you think I'm drunk, wait till you see Olivier.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful and amazing. It's it's Alec. Drinky Shakespeare. It's Guinness. It's just Guinness. Alec Guinness. Just like my my breakfast. The original Obi-Wan Kenobi, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed. That is how how most of us know him.
0: Yeah. So, So there we have it. Now, Nick. Yes. Now it gets a bit mysterious with the content of this song. Just... Just in terms of the chorus, you're saying? Indeed. Yes, go on. Oh, but the rain wasn't made of water, and the snow didn't have a place in the sun. So I slipped behind a rainbow and waited till the show had done. Oh, but the
2: rain wasn't made of water, and the snow didn't.
0: we have gone from the world of literal into the world of metaphor of of nonsense huh? <laughs> yes <laughs> what are we talking about
1: i if i didn't know tall yes i would say a lot of this is like almost a personification or or an ambiguity euphemistic Representation of drug use?
0: Sure. Yeah, it does and you know, I think you're not the first person to posit that theory. As I was looking about as I was wading around in the filth of online comment- commentary, I certainly saw that theory floated or floating, perhaps. It was a floater. Having
1: having been floated.
0: Hmm. And certainly I can see I can see why one might think that rainbow blues you know it could be you could be forgiven for thinking that it was the 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 post drug crash yeah. when your your serotonin has been depleted and you and you get depressed
1: yeah i mean all all of, I, I just want to i want to go forth a little more and just look at these innuendos i packed my ammunition could be could be a reference to that yeah. i packed my- let me pack you deep in my suitcase so there's sure to be room mm. for two. You can drive me to the airplane but don't let me catch those rainbow blues. Yes.
2: Let me pack you
0: Even to even to slip behind a rainbow. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I... This, but this is Jethro Tull, and as as Ian has famously said, and I believe him. He's never done a drug in his life. Mm-hmm. I I
1: I I do also believe him. Yeah. Oh, and oh oh, the rain wasn't made of water. You know, like
0: right. It was made of. It was, it was made of vodka. It was made
1: of vodka or or LSD or who knows.
0: Right. But in this context, yeah, it sort of reminds us of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. or
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a, a very good analogy is, is a lot of rock bands at this time kind of had their their tongue-in-cheek songs of like, ooh, we're doing drugs. But, oh, it's not yes. because it's this. Yeah.
0: And on and on their tongues was drugs and in their cheeks in th- were drugs. In their cheek pouches. <laughs> yeah. They never searched there at the airport. Nope. They never searched the cheek pouch. No, I'm
1: just feeling a little swollen today. Thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. But this is Tull, and so I don't think it's drugs.
1: Correct. I, I concur. So, so, that being said, yeah. like, what the hell yeah. is it?
0: Well, I think that we should in- interrogate the next verse a little bit for the seed of our answer. Okay. I, I packed my ammunition. Inside the crowd was shouting, Encore! but I had a most funny feeling it wasn't me they were shouting for. I packed
2: my ammunition Inside the crowd Was shouting on for But I had a most funny
0: feeling It wasn't me they were shouting for So, it- so Nick, let's go back to the, the definition of what a rainbow is. Mm-hmm. It is a... A phenomenon caused by the refraction of pure white light into its many visible elements, mm-hmm. the human personality is a singular thing made up of a lot of potentially separate or separatable pieces, okay is it not yeah, I like this so far. The way, the way that you talk to your work buddies is differently than the way you talk to your son, I hope. <laughs>
1: Actually, I, I I talk with with more respect and use bigger words with my son than I do with my work buddies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. I could just imagine you asking the foreman if he needs to go it, to the potty. I, so
1: I have to go potty. All
0: right, just go. Yes, yes yeah. code
1: switching. Yes.
0: Code switching. Sure. Yes. Well-known phenomenon. This is nothing new. And I think that when you are a rock and roller, the public expects a certain experience from you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They expect you to be a certain person, and surely that's not who you are all of the right. time. Unless maybe you're Ozzy Osbourne, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Which would be exhausting, maybe, or maybe not. Like, is it easier to separate yourself by having a persona on stage, or or to just be yourself, you know?
0: I think there's probably not any one solution to that question, and I think that we see throughout history lots of different examples of the way that that can go. I mean, we were talking about Nick Drake some weeks ago, and I think that's an example of someone who didn't have the ability to separate or – what's the thing that the Titanic was? Sink. (laughs) Uh, A a ship? No, yes. Divided into bits – You know, when you divide something sectionated, you have different sections. Are you talking about like the class separation? Uh, Well, the idea is uh, compartmentalize. There we go. Yeah. Oh, we got there. So Nick Trick was not someone who I think was very able to compartmentalize aspects of himself. And because of that, he suffered crippling performance anxiety Mm -hmm. and ultimately killed himself. Yeah. May he rest in peace.
1: It's it appears that it would behoove you to have some some form of persona, even if it's just even if it's just a wall between you and your other personality, so to speak. It's still it still offers some form of protection.
0: Absolutely. I I think that's this is why famous people wear sunglasses, because they don't want people staring into them and seeing trying to see who they are. Yeah. They want a little bit of privacy. So for me, this song is about the metaphor of what happens when you go on stage and having your personality, with your, the unity of your personality, refracted by the stage lights, as it were, mm-hmm. into all these different aspects. Okay. And, and in this song, you know, you're playing a little bit more with the red frequency of your personality, and in this song, you're playing a little bit more with the blue side of your personality.
1: So the crowd, the crowd is shouting encore, but I had a most funny feeling it wasn't me they were shouting for. Exactly. They're shouting for Jethro Tull. They're not shouting for Ian Anderson.
0: Exactly. They are shouting for. For violet and purple and green in a specific combination, they're not shouting for the true white light. For the pure. Yeah, because they don't they have no access to that.
1: Right. Right, and that's Ian Anderson's fault. We've asked him to open up. We, we, we've
0: asked him to do a show in the dark.
1: That's it. That. That's it. That. Just 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 you and me. I I I won't be upset if you're not wearing pants. I, I assume you won't be upset if I'm not wearing pants, but no one will has to know. Have to know. No one has to know. Because because there's no light. There's no light. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's no
1: pants. I right. know no light. But except for the glow in dark glow in the dark body paint I'm wearing. <laughs> uh,
0: mm. That is enough. <laughs> and yet not enough to cover all of us. <laughs> but I do think that you know this is this is a a, a life-saving strategy. This 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 code-switching as you call mm. it this this refracting of our personality. But I do think that you know I wonder if I wonder if it makes I wonder if if having a lot of these experiences of being on the road touring all the time, kind of makes you crave an environment where you can just be yourself. Sure. Well, i th- I think it, I think it can go either way. I mean, you're you're,
1: in the long run, presuming you you last. I mean the 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 time frame that Tull has lasted.
0: Oh my goodness. The.
1: The character that is Ian Anderson, the flautist of Jethro Tull, the the f- right. the face, the figure, the as we've seen in in press releases, the only band member of import in Jethro Tull, he is Jethro mm. Tull. Mm. Have having having lasted so substantially long, th- that is that is you to to millions and millions of people, right, and. If anyone sees any semblance of of not that, it is cause for disappointment or or upset or complaint. And I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong. It's just, it's, it's just a it's shock. It's a shock to the system, you know.
0: Well, and you know, if you don't protect yourself against it, you can have happen to you what happened to your friend and mine, Britney Spears.
1: Well, well right, exactly. I there's no right answer here. It is the it is the. It is the disease of the condition that is celebrity, unfortunately. Right.
0: And, you know, I think Ian was protected from some of the awful gender disparity that that Britney Spears was exposed to. But I, I can remember when when you and I were teenagers and she was, you know, was early in her career. She was simultaneously a, like, the sex symbol. Mm-hmm. And... Expected to be a virgin, right? Yeah, and and once there was any kind of hint or notion that maybe she had had sex, it was like a scandal. Yeah, yeah. I love Britney Spears. It, we know, we know. Come back to our other podcast, Blather Britney to <laughs> Me, where it's just me crying about my favorite song, "Work Bitch." You better work, bitch.
1: You better work, bitch. Yeah, the, the, the path that Ian opted to take with Tall. And mm. and with his personality, a, a less glitzy rock band than, say, the Stones, you know, sure. ha- certainly certainly protected him from a lot. His being male protected him from a lot, definitely. But there there are still other aspects of it that that he is that that have formed who who the Rainbow Ian is.
0: Yes. Yes. So, Nick, this brings us to the question, and I, I'd like to go on in the verse. The question I want to posit is, with whom can you be truly yourself?
1: Is that rhetorical?
0: E- mm-hmm.
1: Or is that directed at me?
0: No, I think it's rhetorical. I mean, I think it's a question that we all have to ask ourselves. It's, a, it's, it's worthwhile noticing, you know, mm-hmm. with whom can you really be yourself? Yeah yeah, those those closest to you and also complete strangers.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's well, I but that being said, like Rainbow Ian is performing for complete strangers all the time. Oh, but are, are we are we not talking about celebrity because that is drastically different?
0: I think that I think it's a general question for humanity, but it brings us into the next part of this second verse. Mm. So when the tall, dark lady smiled at me, I said, "Oh, baby, let's go for a ride." We came upon two drinks or four and popped them, oh, so neatly, inside.
2: Oh when the tall dark lady smiled, I said, "Oh baby, let us go for a ride And we came upon two drinks or four and popped them so neatly inside
1: Okay. Is the dark lady an actual person or is the dark lady euphemism for being alone, you know? Ooh. Yeah.
0: Or is, or is it the dark lady of Shakespeare whose eyes were nothing like the sun? Which is death? No, it's just some lady. Oh, okay. You know, the, there's the, the dark lady and the and the golden boy. Anyway, I think – for me, I think it's quite literal. I think that after the show, there's a nice uh, – a TDL, a tall dark lady and <laughs> – Your
1: standard TDL.
0: Ian, standard TDL. And Ian sees the opportunity to have some one-on-one time and have a few drinks and just enjoy oneself. And I think that this is a an attempt to, to re-synthesize the disparate parts of – the personality into a whole, because Mm -hmm. it's, I think it's much easier to be oneself with a single person than it is to be with a massive crowd of people who are all shouting at you to leap higher with your flute.
1: And I just came up, I just got some tall, dark lady. Dark implies lack of light. Lack of light means no refraction, which means he can be whole again. Oh,
0: yes. Snaps for Nick. Yes. I like that. That's great. We got that. We got there together, Omen. We did, we did, and she's tall enough to provide shade. <laughs> yes, for Ian at least. I, he's a short guy, isn't he?
1: He, he
0: yeah, is, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, but you know, and and it does play into this thing. I, I do, I do want to point out that sometimes it is, and maybe maybe there is a question of celebrity here, but I I do think that it is sometimes possible to really be yourself in the company of total strangers. I'm I'm thinking of all the times that I have been traveling mm. solo. Mm-hmm. And met someone, you you know, sat next to someone at an airport bar and ended up having a a nice conversation and revealing way more to that person than I would to someone who was middle close with me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no pretense. There's no expectation. There's the freedom of never seeing this person ever again. So so why pretend? Why why create an an image that's nothing but yourself? Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Which is why airport bars aren't so very dangerous for the pocket.
1: But then Be- we have because you'll keep buying beer.
0: Exactly. And oh. the beer is overpriced. Ah, yeah. And and then we have the chorus again, and then we have a thing that I probably wouldn't have noticed about noticed. Without you pointing out the same thing a couple songs back, which is that the chorus shifts the grammar toward the end. Oh, but the rain wasn't made of water, and the snow didn't have a place in the sun, so we slipped behind a rainbow and lay there until we had done.
2: Oh, and the rain wasn't made of water, and the snow didn't have a place in the sun, so
1: With what, Nick? Uh, Give me an S. Drinking soda. Give me an E. Sita Give me an X. Sexa. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's of the sexa. It's other the sex. Yeah, yeah. So this is cl- this is clearly not this is not Ian as Ian. This is more more character based
0: let's say so. Although I don't, I don't recall if, if at this point he was married, was there a point of time when he was on the road and single?
1: I mean, I'm sure there must've been. And I don't think his marriage to Jenny lasted terribly long.
0: Oh, uh, Jay Franks. Yeah.
1: Franks, I think jay, Franks. I think it's done. It's
0: done by this point.
1: <laughs> and I don't think he's married to Shona at this point either. So, Hey, yeah. Let me, he's... let me check the old wiki here.
0: He's solo and ready for YOLO.
1: But <laughs>
0: that, that that
1: works regrettably well. I know.
0: I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> he so
1: he gets married to Shona in 76.
0: Hey! Yeah, so
1: Oh, he but he but he's married to Jenny until 74.
0: This is 75. No,
1: this is this se- 74, this is 74. Uh, this you know, album came out time. This album came out in March of 74.
0: Time on the road is very sort of a it's fluid it's yeah well and who knows who knows what the end of the relationship was like
1: uh, I okay I've I've just because I'm looking at the the Ian Anderson Wikipedia here's a here's a bizarre thing.
0: okay give me it
1: a- Ian Anderson has two kids James Duncan Anderson and Gail. Gael. She works in the film industry, and she's yeah. she's married to Andrew Lincoln, who was the star of The Walking Dead.
0: Right, yep. Rick. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of cool. That's that's why he beheads all the zombies with a flute. That's right. Did you not? Did you not notice? That?
1: I, di- I You know what? I didn't. I didn't. I got. I must. Yeah. Yeah, a yeah,
0: yeah. little, little fun, little, little Easter egg, a little for fun it, fact. for the tall fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Nick, this this song, let's let's finish up with the lyrics because there is something else that I want to jump into with this yes. with this song or adjacent to this song. So then we have Let Me Pack You Deep in My Suitcase. Oh, there's sure to be room for two, or you can drive me to the airplane, but don't let me catch those rainbow blues. Let me pack you deep in my suitcase. Oh, that sure to be room for two.
2: Or oh, you can drive me to
0: This, in my head, could represent two things, or at least, or possibly two things at the same time. One is that it could be speaking to the TDL, the tall, dark lady. Mm -hmm.
1: Right. Which we have have no reason
0: not to think that. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you... Have you had a special friend that you've had to leave and thought, oh, let me just pack you deep in my suitcase?
1: Yeah, like, like maybe this isn't just a fling because the hormones are still still ripping and you're like, oh, wait, this could be something. Come come right, on. Get it. Come on tour with me. Get
0: in. Get in my pocket. <laughs> yes. Or it could be re- referring to packing away his personality.
1: Mm. Packing,
0: packing away Rainbow Ian next to White Light Ian.
1: Right. That that you is. That that you is the white light, Ian, because he's got to go out into public again. And even even though it's not on stage, he's going to go out into an airport and maybe be recognized or something. Along right. He's got he, he's,
0: he's to leave the he's got to leave the, the Holiday Inn in Sheboygan.
1: Yeah. Nobody wants to leave the Holiday Inn in Sheboygan, believe it or not. But. No but one wants to leave he's, Sheboygan. He's got it. He's got it. He's got another, another. Where the hell is Sheboygan?
0: She, <laughs> Sheboygan, Sheboygan. is north of Milwaukee on Wisconsin. The, okay. On, on Lake Michigan, and, and where, uh, where, where were they touring at this point, Nick? Do you know?
1: Oh, in '74. Yeah. Let's see. They did mostly in in the UK, actually. Oh, really. Yep. In 74, they had no dates in the States. No
0: dates in the States. My
1: second favorite tell song. So is the the UK, Australia, Japan, France, New Zealand, Spain, Belgium, Denmark, Sweden, and the Netherlands. Wow. Yeah.
0: I'm guessing this was inspired by Sweden. You think so?
1: Northern Lights? Well, oh yeah, probably. But there's a chance... It was most likely written in seventy three, or there's a chance that it was written in seventy three. Sure, right? we
0: don't know the we don't know the date of conception of this yes. song.
1: Yes, and we don't know the 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 lineage. But in seventy three, no. they were they were in the states for seventy two gigs. So, wow. Yep, the states, then Germany, Canada, Italy, only twice in the UK. Yeah.
0: So. Nick, any final thoughts regarding the song itself? No, despite it being slightly confusing, which
1: it's it's kind of nice to go back to a like, I don't really know what this song is about. It's kind of fun to to go to revisit that kind of song.
0: I kind of I think we've I think we've pretty much nailed it, though.
1: As an overarching theme. Yes, I think we did. But there are bits and pieces in here that are like, what could this be?
0: Shoot, yeah, there are multiple ways of reading it.
1: But that, that aside, like musically, this is, just, this is just such a good song. There's so much, particularly in that chorus that I like so much, there's so much, there's so much passion in that chorus that I really, really like.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's it. This notion of the different selves and the, the, the difficulty caused by how to negotiate them makes me think of the Buddhist concept of no-self.
1: So so no light? So you're the tall, dark lady?
0: I, I, I am the darkness, yes. <laughs> you can't refract what's not there.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: Now, Nick, speaking of personalities, mm-hmm. I read online a theory which I think is false, mm-hmm. but it's fun. Great,
1: great, great talking point.
0: <laughs> and, it's, and it's a good segue into a fun little thing. Okay. And the theory was that This was a song about being upstaged by the band Rainbow. Huh. Which was a prog rock, heavy rock, kind of neo-classic rock band, which was a contemporary of Tull. Now, the difficulty with this theory, of course, is that Rainbow wasn't founded until 1975. (laughs) So... Uh, I mean, yeah. bit of a, I'm not. i a problem. There. I'm not
1: sure that's difficult at all. I think that makes it the easiest part of the theory,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? But it does. It does lead us to a fun little trip uh, in the in the in the atmosphere of prog rock, and that is Richard Blackmore, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one of the founding members of Deep Purple. Yes, a guitarist creating famous guitar riffs <laughs> dum 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 <laughs> later on forming rainbow and and more recently Blackmore's night wait he
1: founded rainbow yeah okay okay or he was in rainbow well oh part of Rainbow. but still like I I like the I like the crazy conspiracy theory links now by the fact that he he was a part of rainbow
0: and the theory although obviously wrong is further deepened by the thing that I read online and so it's probably true which is that Richard Blackmore really wanted to be in Jethro Tull
1: oh oh did he was he one of the ones who auditioned for mix for mix part that 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 Martin got I don't think so I think we'd remember that
0: I think we would have remembered that but I think that you know they they were clearly they must have been running in the same circles for a long time Oh, I'm
1: sure yeah he was He was British too.
0: He was British. I mean, and as we he, know, all Brits know each other. He is
1: still British. I mean, they're, they're more likely to cross paths, I would imagine than like than right. Steppenwolf or, or Leonard Skinnerd. you know.
0: Oh sure. And it's interesting if you listen to the 90s cover in which Blackmore's Night covers this song, you can hear a little echo of the alternate world. The alternate Tulliverse, where Richie Blackmore was the guitarist for Jethro Tull.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. And
0: it's not a bad sound. I'm not it's... saying that he's better than Martin Barr. But it's passable. You could imagine it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you can get past the, the silly rend fairness that is Blackmore's night, the guitar is actually pretty good.
0: Let's let's have a listen to that right now. And
2: then the rain wasn't
0: That was very nice. And now let's hear the same bit played by Martin Barr.
2: Oh, but the rain wasn't made of water. And the snow didn't have a place in the sun. So I stayed behind the rainbow and waited till the show was done. Yes.
0: Ah, I mean, you know. I could see it like.
1: He's the less respected little brother of Martin Barr.
0: Exactly, exactly. As Shakespeare said, who would not choose No. <laughs> who who would not trade a raven for a dove? That the d- the dove is Martin
1: Barr. I would not. Because my wife's name I? is Raven.
0: Uh, <laughs> wow. You're welcome. Thanks, Shakespeare. You're welcome. <laughs> Nick, anything else that we want to talk about about this song or about anything at all? I I think
1: we covered a lot of it. I think that was that was pretty sufficient. I think as as usual I I bow to you and praise to you for for doing far more research than I do and and finding those really juicy tidbits.
0: I really did look at my phone for a few minutes while drinking my coffee. <laughs> No. Yeah,
1: that's more than I did. I played Po I played Pokémon, so <laughs> <laughs>
0: Would you like? I don't know if we have time for this right now. Well, you can cut it if you don't want it. But would you like to know a fun anecdote of why I am personally tied to rainbows? And it's not because I'm a member of the LGBTQ community.
1: I couldn't even begin to guess if it if it if it's not
0: that. So yeah, let's let's hear it. Well, I a rainbow, a very special kind of rainbow, is actually where I get my name. Hmm. When my dad was a young scientist and living in Puerto Rico studying rhesus monkeys, he went on a hike up a mountain, which is called in Spanish Mount Misery. Go on. (laughs) Beware metaphors ahead. (laughs) And he climbed up this big mountain and it was raining and he was miserable, appropriately, and it seemed like the mountain would never end and then just at the moment when he was beginning to despair he reached the summit which was flat Mm -hmm. and at the moment when he reached the flat summit the sun came out and produced a meteorological phenomenon which is very rare but is called a brocken specter (laughs) which looks like a circular double rainbow it looks like a Uh. rainbow but but it goes all the way around and there are two of them One outside the other. Yes. Furthermore, furthermore, in this phenomenon, the sun is behind the viewer, and so it projects a shadow of the viewer into the middle of the rainbow. Oh, my gosh. uh, So he came up the summit and saw the figure of a man standing inside this circle of colored light. And he thought, well, that is an omen.
1: Huh. I'll put a link to to the Google image search in the the show notes like it is. It's slightly terrifying, but also amazing and just wow.
0: Right. So then years later, when I was born, he remembered that incident and named me after it.
1: Because of the the it's, it's a good thing he didn't name you Brock inspector. I'll give you that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that my—that's my
1: middle name. I mean, your middle name is just as as goofy as as Brock Specter. Specter S-
0: Spectre, Spectre would be a pretty cool name. I mean, you'd be dooming your child to a, a life as a Bond villain. Br-
1: yeah, Brock Specter is definitely a Bond villain name.
0: Before I kill you, Mister Bond, I'm going to look at le- my shadow. Look! Look at this rainbow. <laughs> Jimmy, get the hose. <laughs> Well, Nick, what are we listening to next week?
1: Oh, gosh. Next week is the song that I... It's f- funny. Ne- next week is the song, whenever I th- see the song Rainbow Blues, this song pops into my head, and then I get to the chorus, and I'm like, oh, wait, it's not It's not Rainbow Blues. It's Glory Row. Oh, ah,
0: yeah. uh, love Glory Row. Also Rose. a really good song, yeah. How, how many songs do we have left on this uh, bonus try? Oh, my
1: goodness. Uh, album. We have including Glory Row, we have one, two, three, four, five. Wow. Yeah, we've still got another month's worth of of War Child bonus track content.
0: Amazing. Yeah, pretty great. Until next week, you don't have to divide your personality. You can shine on us with the pure white light ...of your five-star rating and positive review on iTunes.
1: If you have to break up the starlight, break it up into five...
0: and Stars. Stars. <laughs> if, you're a t- if you're a tall, dark lady, stoop down and give us a lovely pat on the head in the form of a nice review or a recommendation to a friend.
1: As, as recompense, we will put you in our suitcase.
0: You can always travel along in our suitcase because we are going nowhere.
1: The rain was not made of water. It was made of five-star reviews.
0: <laughs> this is a this is a fertile field.
1: <laughs> I think I'm pretty done.
0: Until next time, I am the light known as Omen Saed.
1: I am the Inspector known as Nick <laughs> McGill.
0: Together, we are the darkness called Feckless Momes.
1: And this is the refracted glory that is talk-told to me.
0: Uh, welcome back to the 60th Annual Atmospheric and Meteorological Society Convention Today, we are very lucky to have a, a presentation on meteorological phenomenon by none other than uh, eminent uh, atmospheric distician, Brick Bracketson. Thank you. Thank you. Now,
1: I'd like to begin with, everybody knows that what a specter is. It is...
0: Oh, yeah. It's
1: wonderful to behold, but it's so commonplace. I...
0: No, that's right, that's right. If if
1: you'll take a look at my by my, my slide number 1 here, we have an example of a a, a much more rare phenomenon. It is called the Spreckenducen. It is where a brocken specter is actually flipped opposite so you don't see a rainbow or your shadow.
0: Can you translate what the Spreckenducen means?
1: I, I, my, my German's a little rusty, so excuse me. I believe that translates to uh, "to talk told to me. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. And how significant is this phenomenon? Well, it is,
1: it, 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 it is all easily explained when you realize that that is a part of the Feckless Bob's audio network.